Welcome to the latest podcast in our series of five minutes with UBP's global fixed income team. My name is Mo Kazmi, Chief Strategist within Fixed Income and Portfolio Manager. And today I'll be taking questions from Nina Jahanbin, Head of Nordic Sales here at UBP, on our outlook for the year ahead. Hi, Mo. Uh, it's great to speak to you today. And our discussion is very timely, given that fixed income is clearly an asset class the clients seem to be more interested in again. Um, there appears to be a lot of excitement about a potential Fed pivot this year. Do you think this makes sense? Hi, Nina. Thanks for joining me today. And that's a great question. Yes, we think it makes sense for investors to look at increasing that allocation to fixed income. After the sell-off in both rates and credit spreads last year, we think a lot of value has now been created for investors to take advantage of. And that's especially the case as inflation trends are beginning to finally look more promising with several downside misses to US CPI, whilst other more forward-looking indicators are painting a similar picture. This should have reduced the tail risks around another hawkish shift from the Fed, as real rates will soon be positive across the entire curve. More concretely, it means that the Fed should hike rates close to what the market is pricing in now at around 5%, and so we would describe this as a Fed pause rather than a full-on pivot. So without a clear Fed pivot, are you less positive on the outlook? No, we think the Fed's signalling an end to the hiking cycle in the coming months is significant in itself. It will give investors more clarity for the near-term path of rates, and that should help cap some of the volatility in rates markets we've seen. And it's that clarity, along with attractive valuations, that should drive inflows back into fixed income and credit markets. Crucially, it also reduces the risk of the Fed making a policy mistake by over-tightening, and that makes a soft landing scenario without a recession or a large rise in the unemployment rate still a possibility. And in the end, such a scenario would be positive for credit, given how much pessimism is priced in. So we view growth as slowing, not collapsing. And it was more resilient last year, supported by tight labour markets, and that remains the case. Other factors that should support growth include China's reopening and the sharp decline in natural gas prices, which will take pressure off consumers, businesses and governments within the Eurozone. Um, you mentioned being positive on credit markets. Is there a particular segment of the market that you prefer? So we favour high income strategies at present, given elevated all-in yields and sound fundamentals. At such high levels of yield, the power of accrual becomes extremely important as it provides a buffer against any market volatility. So we like double B rated corporate credit which offers a significantly superior risk-reward profile compared to triple Bs, single Bs, and triple Cs. Historical one-year default rates are also very low for double Bs at around 0.6%, and we also see corporate fundamentals in this bucket in good shape. We view subordinated financial debt, including 81s, as a segment of the market that should actually benefit from the higher rates backdrop. And finally, CLOs look very attractive, given the securitized structure of a CLO as well, where investors are protected even in the case of a deteriorating macro outlook. Thank you, Mo. That's very interesting. Finally, what risks do you think that investors and clients need to be aware of? So clearly there are a few key risks we are keeping our eye on. The first one really is inflation. 
I think today it's clear that the path for inflation is lower from here, but what is less clear is where we'll end the year. Will inflation be at 2% as the market's pricing? Or will it be stickier than expected? And how will central banks react if inflation remains above target? Even with sticky inflation though, we think the key point for markets is that it probably means the Fed cuts rates later rather than it leading to a recommencement of the hiking cycle. Other risks are more related to growth and geopolitics. As I mentioned, we do see signs that growth may not be as weak as first thought, but that could be impacted if China's reopening is not as smooth as planned, or if we see a significant escalation in the Russia-Ukraine war again. So these are reasons for why we think it makes sense to look at building more balanced portfolios of both credit and interest rate duration this year, where this duration would protect portfolios in a weak growth scenario. So that's all we have time for today. Thanks, Nina, for the thoughtful questions and to those listening to the podcast. If you would like to learn more about UBP's global fixed income franchise, please do not hesitate to get in touch or visit us on our website at ubp.com.